all you beautiful and amazing hockey people out there in the hockey world. Uh, this is Jeff with Put the Puck, brought to you by Game On, a sports podcast for everyone. Um, on today's uh, Hockey Tea Time chat, uh, we're going to have uh, Dan again. Um, he's going to come in and talk uh, more about the Spring Cup and the uh, recent games this weekend. Um, a little bit of excitement uh, during all that. So before we get to Dan, um, I just want to give a loud shout out to a few of our sponsors out there. I want to give a loud shout out to uh, the boys over in Bracknell at uh, Four Check Clothing, Mike and Paul. Make sure you check them out. Uh, they got some really great hockey swagger up for off the ice, um, some premier clothing line as well, too. Um, also, they just came out with a brand new uh, glove for your uh, catcher hand. Um, takes away the sting if you're a goalie. So make sure you check them out at www.forcheck.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram at forcheck underscore clothing. And you can also find them on Facebook at forcheck clothing. Our next sponsor, uh, eFlow Nutrition, um, really great uh, workout products uh, for the pre-workout, in-between workout, post-workout, as well as your 100% uh, whey uh, products and also a few other supplements that can help you uh, maintain that uh, healthy lifestyle as well as uh, helping you lose weight and burning the fat. So make sure you check them out at www.eflownutrition.com. They also have a bunch of other uh, side items too, such as shakers, hats, t-shirts, hoodies. So make sure you check them out. You can also find them on social media at Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, just go to the search engine, type in eFlow Nutrition, and it will pop up. Our uh, other one um, is a hockey art uh, company. Um, they're out of uh, England as well. Uh, not really sponsors, but friends of ours that uh, I want to give a loud shout out to. They've sent us a couple of t-shirts, so we'll get those uh, pictures up as soon as those come in. So without further ado, I want to introduce our good buddy Dan and his catch-up on the Spring Cup here on Hockey Tea Time Chat. So as promised, guys, um, here's Dan. Um, he's back at it with us uh, again this week with the uh, Spring Cup recap. Um, I know the uh, North just uh, opened up theirs, but we don't really pay attention to them all that much. Maybe next time. But right now, we're going to concentrate on the Spring Cup. So, Dan, how are you doing this week? I'm not too bad, Jeff. Thanks. How's things over there? Um, it's actually sunny. I know you guys aren't used to that yet, but <laughs> yeah. That, we, we actually had a good weekend for weather. Yeah, got up to about 10, 12 degrees, bright sunshine. Oh, nice. A lot of people nice. thinking spring had started already and getting very confused when it came back to Monday and the weather was terrible <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, isn't that why they... We've had summer. It's gone. Isn't We've that why they... days of it were done. <laughs> That's why they call it a mundane Monday, isn't it? Yeah, uh, it definitely was. Definitely was. But in theory, you know, weather should be getting better now. Nice. Uh, yeah, no, good weather at the weekend. Some good hockey as well. Yeah, so, I saw that. I mean, I, I didn't see the games. I know you were able to be lucky enough to catch one of the games, which I did take the look at the stats. And just, I mean, we'll get to it, but that goalie, I, I have to give it up to him. I mean, I have to give it up yeah, to the Bees goalie. both of them played really well. So... Uh, yeah, so we'll get to that in a moment. Um, so it was two um, head-to-heads this weekend. Um, Sheffield Steel Dogs and Raiders IHC, so that's the Romford-based team. And um, 
Telford Tigers versus Bees IHC. It seems to be a thing in the South at the moment with teams losing the town names. Um, so formerly the Bracknell Bees, but with the loss of their home rink, which we spoke about, I think, a little bit last week. Yep. And they're now playing at Slough Arena. So they're now known as uh, just Bees IHC. Yep. But in a way, I mean, that's been pretty good for them because, I mean, Bees and Jets who play out of Slough have always been really, really quite close rivals uh, I think for them to be able to work together to make sure that hockey stays and that the two clubs are able to coexist is good but yeah so Saturday we'll quickly jump onto that uh, Steel Dogs versus Raiders 7-3 win for the Steel Dogs to be honest never really in doubt for the Steel Dogs they have been the team to watch so far this season yeah so only only one goal for Liam Kirk which is surprising that was the last one of the night at 56 minutes well 59 55-59. Um, but again, with the Steel Dogs, the scoring spread around. So, yep. you know, some of the youngsters like Charlie Thompson getting in there. Um, guy we both know, Nathan Salem, he's been in, he got in there. Then some of the veterans like John Phillips and Jason Hewitt, they got in there. Uh, ben Lake as well. So, the GB boys are getting in there, getting some good scoring chances. Um, then Alex Graham as well, another one of the youngsters he got on the board as well. Um, yeah, for the for the Raiders, um, Eric Piertak, uh, again, another ex-Phantom. I was going to say, I he saw that name and I was the like... First of the night, yeah. I was like, that name looks so familiar. And I'm like, so I kind of looked, looked him up a little bit and I was like, yep, there he is. Yep. No, I mean, that there was a crazy like two and a half minutes at the beginning of the second period. So it had been scoreless in the first uh, 12 seconds in. So Ben Lake picks up the first for the Steel Dogs. Um, one minute, uh, oh, 21 12, Peer Tech yep. pops up. And then 22 15, so less than just over a minute later, James Hewitt pops up for the Steel Dogs. Yep. So no score for 20 minutes, <laughs> two and a half minutes, and there's three goals in. And then it kind of quietens down a bit then until uh, about five minutes towards the end of the second. But yeah, so. It's a good result for Steel Dogs. That should keep them top of the table now. For a lot of those guys, for a lot of those guys, it looks like they picked up their first. Either it was, uh, yeah, it was their first point of the uh, of the series for a lot of them too. Like for Lake, it was his first one. uh, 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 Pediac's first one. So yeah, so I mean, it's, it's been a bit of a go there, but yeah, it wasn't too bad. And then same night up in Telford, uh, Tigers versus Bees, a, f- a fairly comfortable 5-1 run out for the Tigers. And again, scorers. So Cole Shudra, funnily enough, another Sheffield lad. Um, he's over with the Tigers this year. So oh. spreading his wings, getting so getting him some uh, different coaching experience, which is doing him good. But then... After that, it's much more of the regular guys. So Sam Jones, um, Ricky Plant. I mean, Ricky's been around for many, 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 many years. Um, so he's, I think he might actually be, almost be as old as I am. So uh, I'm not quite tipping 50, but definitely in his 40s. I'm checking um, on that right now. <laughs> but yeah, yeah he... I mean, Scott McKenzie, he's another one. He's a veteran, but I mean, he's... 
Mackenzie's a very classy guy. I've got a nice story about him, which if we've got time, I'll take. Oh, yeah. me, I'll tell you that one at the end. I am, but very classy player. And then uh, Jason Silverthorne, again, picking up the five. And then you got a shorthanded goal um, five minutes from the end of the second. That was picked up by Harvey Stead. So a comparative youngster for the Bees. So all in all, it's pretty good at the moment if you're a younger player getting to play alongside some of these really experienced guys and they're picking up a lot. So with it being shorthanded, it must have been like just a fluke of an error on Telford. Because it seems yeah. as though Telford had controlled that game, if anything. Yeah, I mean, they did. I mean, there was a tripping call against um, Deacon Fielder that led to it. And um, for some reason, I mean, it was, what, 15 seconds before the end of the penalty kill? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, and Stead just got set free. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was assisted by Lewis Hook, um, another ex-Phantom. Yep. Um, he's also been playing for Milton Keynes, played in the Elite League of Milton Keynes, been playing with the Belfast Giants. Um, so possibly some of your East Coast listeners may may have heard of the Giants. They um, hosted the Friendship Four a few years ago. Like with so. Hamilton, um, I think it was Hamilton Bulldogs, Toronto Marlies, came over to Northern Ireland, played a few games. I think so. And then uh, we also, or they should know about it because of uh, Theo Fleury too, because of uh, his uh, time over in um, uh, Belfast, restarting yeah. his career and getting himself out of the drug scene and just reestablishing yeah. himself. Yeah, so. and to be honest, Northern Ireland's a fairly good place for that. You know, if you want to take yourself out of the hockey scene, you know, the the well-known hockey scene. Yeah, oh yeah. But still play a decent level. That's a that's a decent place to stop off. Oh, it definitely yeah, is. So, yeah, so Saturday night, no real surprises in the results. Um, Again, the two teams you would expect to come out on top came out on top. On to Sunday, um, the late game was the reversal of the... First one, it was Sheffield playing down in Romford, playing against Raiders there. Uh, two seven to the Steel Dogs. So again, not a huge surprise in the results for that one. Um, again, scorers Liam Kirk picked up a pair. Uh, well, two plus one. Nathan Salem doing very well. He picked up uh, three points yep. that night as well on the assist. So Salem's good for getting himself in the right place at the right time. I mean, Jason Hewitt as well. Um, Phillips actually walked away with uh, looks like a four-point night too. Uh, three assists and uh, one point. Or no, two two goals and uh, three assists. Yeah, so I mean, a five-point night for Jonathan Phillips. Yeah. That's going to be good um, with them coming into probably the Elite League miniseries, which is coming up, which they're using as a warm-up to get the GB players warmed up ahead of the World Championships later on. So some of these names that you're seeing here on the score sheet, they'll be dropping out soon, going to play in the Elite League. Okay. Which is kind of the next tier up. Yeah. But they'll be getting themselves ready then to start playing um, playing for a place in the GB team, ready for the World Championships. Um, so, yeah, not too many surprises. Um Nice to see, actually, Tommy Huggett and Callum Wells uh, picking up goals for the Raiders. So, again, 
when we get back to playing a regular season, which looks like it may start again as a proper regular season next year, these young Raiders players, I think, are going to be nicely bedded in. Yeah. And so I think we can expect some good results out of the Raiders next year. I say next year, we're talking six months time, September. Um, next season. There was very nearly a bit of an upset on the Sunday, though, in the early game. This is one I watched, and I was actually very pleased and that I did get to watch it. And that was um, Bees versus Tigers. So the Bees at home playing out of Slough. And that finished up as a 2-1 game. Um, I mean, the Bees actually outshot... Well, sorry, the Tigers outshot the Bees quite heavily. Yeah, they did. I think it was um, uh, 48 40, to... 48-21. Yeah, that was a big result. But, I mean, both goalies coming out with um, kind of 0.95, nearly 0.96 for Adam Goss yeah. in the save percentage. I mean, in the save versus shot, I mean, that was impressive. Um, the only goals of the game, really. So, Scott McKenzie picked up the first one for the Bees. I mean, that was kind of two minutes from the end of the first period. And almost immediately... I mean, literally a second left on the clock. And, I mean, we've seen this before. Oh, yeah. It, uh, Darius. It, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, this was a very, very last second job. And it was Ivan Antonov. And he's Russian-born, British-trained. I, I, was looking um, at his, I was looking at his picture, and I was like, he. I mean, after living over in the UK for a while, you can kind of tell who's British and who's not British, like just yeah. facial features. And I was looking at his picture. I'm like, he's not British. But... <laughs> no, I mean, he's British trained. He's gone through the junior system here in the UK. Yeah. Um, he's an incredible player. He's absolutely fantastic. I think probably the only reason he's not really gone elite league is because he's gone to university and, Someone listening will correct me because if I've got this wrong, I will be corrected. But I think he's actually studying to be a doctor. Really? Yeah, he is a very, very bright kid. Interesting. Um, and you can see it in the way he plays as well. So are you saying that he's there's... very switched on. So are you saying that there are smart hockey players? Is that there what you're trying to... <laughs> I, I will need to look something up in a bit. So a bit on when you go through talking about sponsors a bit later on i'm going to quickly look up because there is an ex cardiff devils player who actually i believe has a research paper published um for helping to cure one particular form of cancer so yeah Hmm. (laughs) literally we got some serious yeah you do get some very very bright people playing hockey and none of them are goalies (laughs) yeah yeah but that's fine I mean, we're both yeah. ex-goalies, so we know this stuff. Yeah, goalies yeah. are not; they're a different breed. Yes, anyway, we are. Back to back to the Sunday game. So, um, yeah. So, Antonov picks up uh, the bees goal at nineteen fifty-nine in the first period, and I mean, it was a feed from Josh Waller and Lewis Hook. So again, Lewis Hook getting on, not necessarily getting the scores, but he took the first shot, came out, passed across, and then. Antonov put it away, and it was a proper buzzer beater. So they went into the end of the first, one all, which it was a very tight game, very close. I mean, the Bees had to kill um, a checking from behind penalty after just three minutes. Um, Josh Martin going 
uh, taking one of the Tigers players out from behind. And it was very definite. So, so something we talked about before we start recording, which is if you're picking up a misconduct penalty now, a 10-minute misconduct, mm. you're actually serving that in the locker room. So as part of the COVID protocols to keep people out of confined spaces as much as possible. Yeah. And if you pick up a misconduct penalty now, you serve that in the locker room. So you kept away. Oh, you come back after you've served it. Yeah. It, but, it's, um, but I mean, won't you be sitting in the penalty box alone anyway? Or, well, I mean, well, it depends. Some games, maybe not. That is true. <laughs> that that is very true. But, but I mean, they sit next to each other on the bench. They sit next to each other in the locker rooms. I mean, what's what's an extra couple of minutes sitting next to one of your buddies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly. But I mean, um. Just going into, just looking at the build up for the bees goal. So, the bees picked up a two minute abuse call, abuse official, <laughs> um, long. So you know, you can get away with just two minutes for that. It's two minutes on the clock. So the bees picked up a two, an abuse call at seventeen twenty seven. Yeah. Kind of thirty seconds later, if that. Um, Tigers gave it or gave away their power play, and Sam Jones picked up a tripping call. So you're basically four and four. Got to the nineteen twenty seven mark. Long comes out of the box, so the bees are on a power play, and they were effectively on. They only had about twenty twenty five seconds left on the power play, but they made it count. Um, they were just hammering. It was one of the points where, um actually got some decent presence around the net yeah they were getting some decent shots on i think they got about two or three good proper shots on goal so they, they were making jordan headley work for his save percentage yeah yeah and you know six seconds after they've managed to kill the penalty just before it goes and snov is in there just hammers it home so that's how they end up going into the end of the first uh, one all I mean, for the second period, it was very much back and forth, back and forth. I mean, Tigers gave away a roughing penalty uh, with a few minutes to go in the second. The Bees kept themselves out of the penalty box um, for, well, all of the second period. And the Bees were really looking to try and get a decent presence in, in front of the goal. But despite that, I mean, they only had five shots in the second period. But there were five good quality shots. Tigers, on the other hand, they got to go. They were making the most of their attacks. Oh, heck yeah. I mean, they made 13 shots on goal, 12 saves out of that. Yep. But it was very much a case of the Bees would be in the Tigers' defensive zone. There'd be a turnover, and all of a sudden, two, three Tigers players would be hurtling down the ice with the Bees defenseman playing catch-up, and they'd have a free, effectively, they'd have a free shot. And this is where Adam Goss, I mean, 48 shots, 46 saves. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. Oh, compared to um, only 21 shots against Headley? Yeah. I mean, Headley was having to make some good saves, though. Yeah. It's not as if, it's not as if he was just stood there and just kind of vaguely flicking his stick about. Both goalies had to work really hard for that. But again, 
two and a half minutes left in the second. Um, the Tigers, it was uh, Austin Mitchell King. Um, he was a player that picked up a game penalty for, I think it was checking from behind in the first Summer Cup game against the Steel Dogs. But he was the one that came back in and he picked up the second goal. He was assisted by Jack Watkins, another good young player. For, I think he's the younger brother of, Tom, of the Tigers coach, Tommy Watkins. Again, someone out there is going to correct me if I've got that wrong. So that's fine. I mean, that's one, one of the really good things about Tigers players, if uh, Tigers fans rather mention anything about Tigers in a podcast, they will go and watch it and they will go through it with a fine tooth comb to make sure you get everything right. Yeah. So you've really got to be on the ball when it comes to talking about the Tigers. <laughs> it's because their fans are that dedicated. Yeah. And you can't I can't complain about that. Yeah. They're good good fans. They're a good bunch of people as well. Very friendly as well. And I've noticed that. Um Sheffield and Telford, two very friendly rinks. I, I, so I, yeah, I, I mean, those were the only those were the only three goals, but I mean get to the third period and again you look at the box scores it looks like it was all one way yeah i mean the tigers outshot the bees 17-8 in the third period but watching the game it didn't feel like it and um at one point the bees took a slashing call with two and a half minutes left in the game they got good net front presence in front of the Tigers. In fact, most of those eight shots came in the last kind of three minutes of the game. Yeah. And to make it five on five with literally a minute left, Doug Shepard pulls um, Adam Goss out of the goal. So they're killing a penalty five on five, but with no net minder. But it effectively gave them 25 seconds, six on five the, at the end of the game. And at that point, Headley really had to work. I was, I was going to say, that's, he was, that's an interesting He was concept. being effectively screened. Yeah, I mean, he was being effectively screened. Um, he was getting good shots put on him. The bees were working the possession. They made it look like, I mean, yeah, they had a six on five. Yeah, on the ice, but they made it work. I mean, Tigers took a shot at an empty netter, they missed, it came back for an icing, and the bees were straight back on it. So, yeah, you look at the score from the night before, and you think, oh, well, you know, the Sunday game's going to be a bit of a whitewash, but it wasn't. It was very tight. It was a very good game. I mean, it had, I mean, I get quite cynical about this stuff after a while, but it even had me on the edge of my seat. Oh yeah, I mean, just what because uh, when I was taking the notes today, as instead of so I didn't have to keep on switching back and forth from one game to the next, kind of like I, I'm kind of doing mm. both, looking at my notes as well as looking at the uh, stuff that you sent to me. Um, mm. Just, I mean, just looking at that and writing it down, and being a hockey guy that I am, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, yeah. you're looking at the game before on Saturday. And then you look at the game on Sunday and it's like a whole entire different team just shows up. I mean, both days are lost, but I mean, honestly, it looks like Sunday's game was more of a win than it was a loss for the bees because 
it showed them that yeah. they could hang with one of the tougher teams, which Telford ki- kind of is, if you think Absolutely. about it. And yeah. to have their goalie just sit there and get blasted on two days in a row. Was it two days in a row? No, day was in the – Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, Cost- I- it's – let me yeah. see. In two days – both netminders total faced well, or no, it wasn't day. It was, uh, let me see. Yeah, it was Goss the day before. So, I mean, he faced 47 on Saturday and 48 on Sunday. Yeah. So it's like 90... 93, I think, 93, 94 shots. Yeah, 93, 94 shots, yeah. I mean, he was busy. He was oh, very yeah. busy. So... <laughs> yeah, I think 95 shots over the two days. And still came out with a 0.95 or so yep. on Sunday. I mean, it's 0.83, uh, 0.89 on the Saturday. Maybe not so good. I mean, Brad Day playing for the Tigers picked up a 971. Yeah. But I mean, that was 35 shots. Yeah, the Bees shot a lot more on the on the Saturday, but I think they had much better shots on the Sunday. Yeah. Much better quality shots on the Sunday. So what do you? But so, yeah, so so we all know that, that Sheffield. Kind of looking forward to. What's that? Yeah, go on. So we all know Sheffield yeah, on, is Sh- Sheffield. I mean, just it seems like they have a team both on paper and also on the ice, and they have the names to do yeah. it. Um, do you think, as we were talking earlier, with some of those players, not from just their team, but other teams that are in the elite uh, system, do you think we'll start seeing a shift change in uh, teams to, where some will start playing a little bit better and other teams will kind of drop their play style? Or do you think it'll just kind of like equal out again? Um, I think it's possible it's going to pretty much equal out. I mean, I've just been having a quick look at the game schedule. So the last game of the Spring Cup series looks like it's going to be the 28th of March, which is Sunday the 28th. The Elite League series actually doesn't start until uh, the beginning of April, then it's going to go on until May. Okay. So the teams we've got in these games, I think it's a team we're going to have all the way through, which kind of surprises me, but it kind of doesn't. I can see why the Elite League teams would leave their players down in the national division at the moment because they're going to come back to the elite league match fit yeah which is a good advantage for them but i think for next season as the elite league players drift away we might see some other elite league brits drift down again yeah um kind of those that have maybe not picked up the ice time or won't be expected to pick up the ice time as much next season they may take a look and go, well, actually not. I can get more ice time playing at national division, less stress and enjoy it more. Or you may get players that have finished at the top end of their career and go, well, I've got maybe one year at elite league left or I can get two or three years out of national division. And so they'll look to extend their careers by dropping down division and playing out. Yeah. So it's like a lot of the times you'll get guys finishing the NHL, I think, I don't really want to give up yet. And they'll look at, say, the DEL or the Elite Syrian. So maybe Germany, Sweden. Yeah. 
yeah, they'll play that way and they might even drift their way over to the UK. But so, yeah, it's not a bad thing. But I think this Spring Cup is going to be a good advert for British hockey. And I think the mini series that the Elite League are putting on, that's going to step it up another level, which would be nice. Oh, definitely. Um, plus, it'll give, like, the one thing that I'm hoping this show does is kind of, like, put it out there. Let Americans know, let, and whoever else listens that, yeah, there is hockey going on in the U.S. and Canada, but there's also hockey going on in the U.K. right now, as well as other parts of Europe, Yeah, in which I'm still trying to make contacts on that side, too, to kind of <laughs> get some feet in. But yeah. uh, but this right here, I'm hoping helps, gets the word out, just kind of like puts eyes on other places other than just what's in front of them. Yeah, so um, yeah, the four teams from the Elite League that are putting they're putting together a five week mini season. So it'll be the Coventry Blaze, uh, Manchester Storm, Nottingham Panthers, and Sheffield Steelers. Um, so what's basically been put out as being the big rivalry, yeah, um, in UK hockey, Nottingham Panthers versus Sheffield Steelers. Geographically, they're quite close, they're less than an hour apart from each other which helps, but they're also two of the best teams in the UK. So (laughs) if you want to get a ticket for one of those games, I mean, if if we could go back into an arena now, to get a ticket for one of those, for a Panthers-Steelers game, you have to plan quite a way in advance because those do sell out every time. Okay, I got you. So that's a good one. But I mean, Coventry can't really complain about the blaze um funny enough the top scoring british player in the elite league last year played for the coventry blaze oh, and it was, someone uh, you know oh yeah uh yeah, little luke ferrara yep i remember seeing that too as soon as i saw it i shot him a couple messages saying hey congratulations way to go yada 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 so yeah uh, but i mean he's a kid he's he came through the peterborough system he worked hard to get where he was, he got a his first gig out of the English Premier League was in the Sheffield Steelers. Yep. He worked hard for that one, and he's landed in the Blaze now, and he's shown what he can do. Yeah. So I would not be surprised to see um, Luke playing in the GB shirt in the World Championships. Oh, that'd be nice. That would. Hmm. I just wish I could get some of the games on my side instead of like. <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, I'd love to watch some of them, but trying to yeah. get – it's – with you guys trying to get the uh, NHL games over there, it's just like me trying to get the uh, elite games over here. Or Yeah. Um, I'm still trying to see who I can uh, shoot a message to and be like, hey, can you just give me a free code so I can watch <laughs> the games? I mean – It's worth a try. Yeah. It's absolutely worth a try. Um, but, yeah. So, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to this. I mean, it's going to be five more weeks of hockey. which I probably wouldn't have otherwise seen. So I'm not going to complain to that. It's four teams I don't normally watch as well. Yeah. So it's going to be, I'm I'm actually looking forward to that. So would you be willing to come on for the next four or five weeks and continue to do what we're doing? (laughs) Because I'm I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you could twist my arm. I'm I'm sure. (laughs) No worries. 
So I know Donnie's trying to get back, but he's not able to do anything until after five o'clock our time. And I know five o'clock after our time is almost midnight your time. So it's kind of yeah. like, um, yeah, it's a case of when you can do it. Exactly. What's up? Let's have a quick look towards next week's game. So next week on Saturday and Sunday, it's actually you have a Friday night. Yeah, you have a Friday night game with uh, Raiders and Bees. Yeah, which is kind of awkward, but but um, yeah, that's going to be interesting. An eight uh, seven forty five face off, so that game won't finish till half ten or so. Yeah, but. Bees versus um, Raiders. The Raiders have got one game next week, then they're off. They don't play for the rest of the weekend, which is a little bit odd for them, but I'm sure they'll they'll handle it. So Bees, Raiders for one game next weekend. Um, Then you've got Bees versus Steel Dogs Saturday and Sunday next week. So Bees at home in Slough on Saturday. They're away in Sheffield. Sorry, Bees are away in Sheffield. On Saturday, they're at home in Slough on Sunday. And then you've got Telford, Tigers versus Swindon Wildcats. Um, So Tigers away in Swindon on the Saturday. They're at home in Telford. 2 p.m. face-off. So it's the early game for them. Uh, So 2 p.m. our time, you'll probably just be waking up, I think. If that, if it was, let's see, Sunday, actually, no, I would be, uh, the gym's now 24 hours. Uh, thank God. Yeah. The, uh, our, uh, governor, (laughs) our, okay. I'll I'll be nice. We'll we'll talk about that that later. We'll talk about that later. But, but that one guy that says he runs the state of North Carolina, I finally realized that, oh, we don't need a curfew anymore. So. I get to go to the gym at like dark 30 in the morning to get a workout in before I actually have to work out instead of yeah. going through the whole entire day and then being tired. And, and socially distanced because there's no one else there. Oh, I make people feel uncomfortable. It's no fun if you can't make them feel uncomfortable. <sighs> Minor detail. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> most of the weekend games next week here, bees, uh, yeah, so bees and steel dogs, wildcats and tigers. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb now. I'm going to risk it. And Roger's going to hate me for this, but I think steel dogs are going to continue their winning run. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they'll take both games next weekend. Um, tigers versus wildcats, I don't know. Um. Well, Wildcats have had a what a week and I, a half I think off they might now. Split that. Yeah, they've had they've had quite a bit of time off. I think possibly they're going to split that. Do, do you I think, think it'd be results over the weekend? Do you think it'd be based off of who starts the net versus uh, who they actually throw out on the ice, or do you think it'll just be a back and forth style game? <sighs> That's a difficult one because the Tigers have got a very strong squad, um, very strong, high on skill. And they have gelled quite well together. Um, Swindon have kept a lot of their squad from last year. So they haven't had the disruptions that maybe other teams have faced. Um, I'm just looking down the Swindon roster at the moment. I mean, apart from possibly Balint Pekoski, 
sorry, Balant Pakosti, pronounce it correctly. They don't really have much in the way. I mean, I think Josh Batch, I've got it in my head, but I think Josh Batch was probably Elite League last year. And Danny Myers, uh, sorry, Matt Myers, um, Ben Davis, I think, were Elite League last year. But Swindon are still running pretty much unchanged lines from last year, so they've got a lot of continuity coming through. Yeah. Netminding, they've got Rennie and Jordan Mar. I think if they start Rennie Mar on the Saturday, I think they've got a possibility of picking that one up, especially as it's a home game. Sunday, I think Jordan Mar. Jordan is a very good player. Jordan's a very good netminder. I think if they split the netminders, Rennie playing Saturday, Jordan playing Sunday, I think they'll split. The results. I think it'll be Swindon winning on Saturday, Tigers winning on Sunday. Alright. So in terms of league positions, um, I don't think we'll see a change in the top three. Um, <clears throat> I think it will still be um, Sheffield on top, Tigers second, Wildcats third. That I being... think there's a possibility... I think there's a possibility that if Raiders can pull off a win over the Bees on the Friday night, we could see Raiders leapfrog the Bees. I, I was about to ask you about that game. Who who do you see coming out of that game? Because that's two. Both of them are coming off of winless uh, record in the last two weeks, so to speak. Yeah. But yeah. But the Bees uh, went into overtime. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, not last weekend, but the weekend before, they managed to pick up a 5-4. It was an overtime loss in Bracknell. Sorry, in Slough, rather. It was an overtime game. And I think, yeah, it was. It was uh, Aaron Nelt scored the game winner. But again, it was a close game. But uh, I think the Raiders are going to go out with something to prove. All right. I think they've had they've they've had the hardest of the runs so far, and even in this game against the bees on Friday, they're still the underdogs, and I think they've got the least to prove out of all the team. The bees probably have more of a need to win the game against the Raiders than the, the Raiders do. I think that could see the bees making some mistakes that the Raiders will capitalise on. Uh, as so on the Friday, I think. It'll be a flip of a coin, but I think the Raiders might sneak it. Now, what if the team that showed up against Telford in the second game shows up versus the Raiders? Especially <laughs> now, because the Raiders... In that situation, like... yeah. I mean, the Raiders are a, a, a scrappy team. They will go down fighting, metaphorically, possibly even literally. <laughs> but, hey, ten, uh, 10 minutes is 10 minutes, right? Yeah, it's in the <laughs> locker room. They can you know, have a drink, relax. Um, but I mean, if the bees team from Sunday turn up on Friday, yeah, it's going to be a very long night for the Raiders, and I don't think they'll enjoy it. If the bees go into this game focusing on anything less than 100% on the game they're playing at the time, if they spend any time thinking about the games they've got coming up against 
um, Sheffield. Yeah. Over the, after this, then I think Raiders will pull off an upset. Yeah, I, I really wish oh, you can't slack off against Raiders. Oh no, no. Um, Despite what the scoreline tells you, I, I I just wish I could watch this game because I I mean I I'd be able to. I just don't want to pay for it. <laughs> you, you know, I yeah, it's understandable. Um. I mean, I'm kind of broke right now. I just paid part of my rent. Now I got to pay the other part of my rent. And yeah, and to be honest, it's seventeen dollars you could do with spending on something else. Yeah, yeah. So, Um, but no, I mean, on a serious note, I think that game on the Friday night. Um, I believe I need to double check, but I believe it is. Yeah, it's in Rom. It's in Romford as well. Now, if there was if there was a crowd in, so if the Romford fans could actually turn up to the Rincon watch some with the noise, the atmosphere, and the old Rom Valley Way rink could be a very intimidating place to go and play. Some of that has made its way into the new EA arena in Romford. So it's a place to go to the atmosphere is electric. Yeah. If Raiders could have a have the crowd in there, then I think I would be much more comfortable giving it to the Raiders. I think they're going to have to work for this one, but I think they can pull off an upset. So if these don't go in at 100% and start this game 100%, I think Raiders could take it. So are they pumping in like kind of like I know here for a while before they started letting fans in, they're pumping in some kind of crowd noise. Are they pumping anything in other than just music in between puck drops or? Nope. God. Just music between puck drops, goal music. Um, other than that, um, when a team has accidentally used a very good microphone, you can sometimes hear what the players are saying. Yeah. And I mean, for guys like you or me or for anyone that's played hockey at any level, yeah. The kind of thing they're saying is not going to be any surprise at all. You know what they're going to be saying. Yeah. You know how loud they're going to be saying it as well. Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I it's think funny. some of the players have suddenly realized they've got to think about what they're saying as well because if they shout something at the referee, they can't expect it to be hidden behind crowd noise anymore. Oh, <laughs> so, yeah. Exactly. Which could explain the two minutes that the uh, Bees player got on. Uh, on Sunday for abuse of an official. Well, that was like uh, it was either Thursday night or Friday night. I was watching the Rangers Boston game, mm. and out of nowhere, you hear "Get the f- out of here." I was like, "Whoa!" Did uh, someone yeah. just uh, just say "Get the hell out of here"? What? <laughs> yeah, yeah, get that fudge out of here because it'll stain the uniforms. Exactly. <laughs> but uh. It's funny that you bring up the grammar and the way that we speak on our shows because my mom listens to the show, to this show, and also you've got a very good, you've got a very good son. <laughs> she now she just knows you're full of shit. Um... <laughs> I'm, try, I'm, I'm trying to give a good impression of you here, okay? Uh, I keep forgetting you, mom knows you. I am. <laughs> I was gonna say you don't have to sugarcoat anything. My mom knows me, but she listened to my last show. She goes, you know, it's very informative and everything, okay. but but your grammar, it's you need to work on your grammar. I'm like, mom, that's just locker room talk. That's like every hockey podcast that you listen to. 
Yep. The words that we use and how we how we talk and how we say things, that is just hockey grammar. And she goes, Yeah, that's yeah. kind of sad. I'm like, it, it's could be worse. Oh, I, I know, mean, I know. We crossed the high brand if you listen to something like spitting chiclets. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah. But but I mean spitting chiclets. But so are who they are, they've got their own brand. They they're way way above this. Oh god, yeah. So yeah. they they can do what they want. And yep. they, they're good at it. They're also good at getting a I wish we could people. Be up there. <laughs> <laughs> one day, one day. And uh, yeah, I, and they are pretty good at getting people in trouble too, like professional players. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> like getting fired from their job. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I think the word you're looking for there is oops. Mm-hmm. No, and oops is when you take a poop in your underwear and you're like, oops, that's an oops. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Yeah. So, so, so was it the Islanders Bruins game you were watching on Thursday? No, actually, was I was watching the Rangers game, game on Friday. It must have been the Friday game then. Yeah. Yeah. That, <clears throat> that, that was uh, not a good result. <laughs> oh, the, the Rangers uh, paid for it on Sunday, so it's all is yeah. fair. All is fair. But I mean, the amount of the amount of grief I, the amount of chirping I gave Lee over the uh, the Flyers Bruins game, uh, and then the following night, oh, yeah, <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah it <laughs> well, was fun. A bitch. <laughs> but you know what though, Carter Hart's game is off this season. I mean, hey, don't forget he's only twenty two, <laughs> and Hextall said he was too young to bring him up. So I mean. And then I, I watched the highlights from the – as much as I hate saying the Penguins' name at times, I got to love them because they're part of my family's uh, favorite team. But, oh, my God, I think the Penguins reminded Philly why Hart is too young to be where he is right now. And I guarantee you, Hexile was sitting up in his new press box with the Penguins going, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, the problem you've got with that one is if – he burns out early. Yep. It'll be one of those things where you could be looking at Hart in a season, two seasons time, thinking yeah, if you'd waited, you'd have probably got two, three times the number of seasons out of him. Yep. Bennington, or, yeah. Or the other thing, the other way around, is if it turns out that actually this is just what he needs, he's you know he ends up with a ten-year career. Yep. And yeah, you know, everyone's going. Well, maybe they did the right thing after all. And I think Bennington's starting to see yeah. it um, out in St. Louis. Um, and then uh, I know a lot of talk with uh, Shaturkin and uh, Gorgiev in uh, New York. It's like they they had the king of all goalies in the NHL as their uh, their predecessors of him, and. Mm. Now it's kind of like, who do you pick between the two that are – I mean, they aren't playing their greatest hockey, but at the same time, how do you follow up having uh, Henrik Lundqvist as the main starter? And if he had to fall back on somebody, yeah. he was there. But now they have each other to fall back on, and it's not really working all that well for yeah. uh, the Rangers. So. Yeah, I think Bruins going to have the same thing because uh, I've got a feeling Rask is going to walk. Oh yeah, they're treating him when like his contract goes. I think he's going to walk. Yeah, they're treating him yeah. like crap. There, they they really are. Um, I know I've had this discussion with quite a few uh, people, but um, yeah, 
that was a 50 50 thing right there i see it both ways it's kind of yeah, like I mean, that Halak. Halak's a good player but he's not to Karaska. no no but then saying that we were having the same conversation years ago when rask first turned up and he's like oh you know he's not not tim thomas yeah yeah he's not he's not the last goalie in the last goal he had the same one oh he's not such and such so it depends but i mean again we both know goalies only have to go to work when the other five players on the ice fail at their jobs yeah exactly exactly so you know so you did uh tell me to remind you of mckenzie that you had a uh yes good story. scott mckenzie yeah um he's got if you ever listened to 4,000 and Counting, they did a really good chat with him and he's got some really good stories. Um, and they talk about him being a bit of a lad, a bit of a player. And he's, as a hockey player, not a player player. He's a very good hockey player. But my abiding memory of him, again, he's playing when he was playing for the Tigers. And this kind of shows his level of class. So Tigers are playing Peterborough in Peterborough. We had a referee who at the time, oh. I think they were fairly, they were neutral, but they had a reputation for not being a fan of Peterborough. It, was it a... There were loads of rumours around it, but I'm not going to go into it because okay. it, you know, it could be a bit um, slanderous, potentially. Yeah, no worries, no worries. <laughs> I think I think... The story, if the rumours are fake, then definitely I'm, I'm not being hauled up for this one. So I'm not going to say who they were, but... <laughs> Um, Tom Carlon got called for tripping on McKenzie. From the angle I was looking at it, there was a good metre and a half, two metres distance between Carlon and McKenzie. So there's no way he could have done it. Basically, McKenzie came off the boards, turned around, went to skate and went down. Carlon was the nearest player. The referee threw the hand up for the penalty, got blown down. The play was blown down. Carlon was sent to the box. Mackenzie went up to the referee and said, look, I wasn't tripped. Um, yeah, I know how it looked, but he wasn't near me. I wasn't tripped. So the referee then had to go back and remove the penalty. <laughs> so he actually talked his team out of a power play. Oh, my God. To do the right thing to basically stop a crap call. That, what and been... he, he, is that, he is that classy. He's, wow. he's a sound chap. I mean, it would have been so easy. And I think, you know, out of a thousand players, 999 of them were just taking the power play. Yeah. And maybe felt a tiny, teensy, tiny bit shitty about it. Mackenzie, on the other hand, saw it was wrong, spoke up, got it put right. That's. And that's, you can't go wrong with a player like that. That's pretty impressive, honestly. Um, I would have kept my yeah. mouth shut. And like, yep, yep. Exactly. Uh, yeah, worst case scenario, if you felt really guilty, maybe you'd say something in the handshake afterwards. Yeah, that was a crap call. You shouldn't have been called for it. But, you know, what can you do? Well, what can you do? <laughs> Scott McKenzie showed you what you yeah. can do. I mean, I would have pulled a so, Goldberg. Yeah. I would have pulled a Goldberg and acted like someone tripped and me be like, Rap, just come on, come on. Call the yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not the best thing, but it, that's part of playing the game. Mm. Yeah, you're a team player you look to give your team the advantage yep. but Mackenzie 
on the other hand, he was more interested in seeing the game played right. Wow. And I've got a lot of time for him for that. Yeah, here we are, like 10. It must have been a good 10 years ago, and I still remember it. That, that's, so, that's impressive. I mean, I would have kept my mouth shut. That's how game. much it's. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he could have done. Nobody would have said a word about it if he had. Yeah. God. But he did He did the right thing. So, yeah, Scott McKenzie. Um, yeah, the guy is classed, without a doubt. Yep. So, let's see. Um, let's, let's and again, he's a... still picking up goals. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, a uh, quick recap on the weekend. You got Sheffield over... Uh, uh, London Raiders, uh, two games in a row, total 14, what was it, 14 games or 14 goals combined? Yeah, 14 goals to five yeah. goals for uh, 14 goals London. in two games. And then as for the Bees versus yeah, Tigers, five, five against. you have uh, – Yeah, so six. seven goals, 72 over the two yeah. games. Yeah. <coughs> so, yeah, I mean, the same – again, when we look at um, – Wildcats versus Bees the week before. Wildcats picked up 11 goals and shipped six. Yep. So, so I, this is why I think, I think we'll split the, I think we'll split the games between Telford and Swindon. Yep. But I think Sheffield will probably, this is probably the last easy weekend Sheffield have. After this, and we've got, Back-to-back games against Telford. They got Bees, Raiders, Tigers, and Swindon in the run out towards the end. So after this, there aren't any easy weekends for Sheffield. So my picks. I mean, I know I'm not going to be. I haven't watched any of the games. I'm just going based off of what we've talked about. And yeah, just going going on the box scores. Going out on the going out on the box scores. I, I kind of have a soft spot for the bees just because yeah. it I, I the one co- the one good story about the bees is when we we're in Bracknell one year and I was doing my whole dancing Trojan thing and this little kid came over and started and said I could outdance you and I'm like, all right, let's do it. Yeah, and I remember that story. <laughs> the, and the little kid and this isn't Bracknell, the other one was I think we're in uh uh, Blackburn is when I first got recognized uh, for yeah. my dancing. But the little kid uh, does something, so I get, I kind of like drop to my knees and do kind of like one of those little uh, wavy man things and just fall all the way back and come back yeah. up. And he just goes, yep, nope, nope, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this is a little kid too, so. Yeah. Um, but no, I have a soft spot for the bees, especially with uh, Steve Mary. Um, so I'm yeah. going to pull the – I'm going to pull for the bees in that one. Um I agree with you with the Telford and uh, Swindon uh, split. And I, I, I'm sorry, Steve, but I got to go with Sheffield on this one. If you guys pull it out, it's it's going to be like seeing Ottawa Senators get it going on a three-game win streak if you guys pull out one game against she, uh, Sheffield. <laughs> so Yeah. But uh, to be fair, Senators did beat the Maple Leafs once uh, this season. The, the Senators... <laughs> In their last five Is games, that the game the huh? Oh, I all Is that I know the one? No, they have won. 
four out of their last five games. Really? Yeah, no lie. They beat Montreal. Wow. Beat Montreal twice. Uh, they beat Calgary. Or they're on a three-game win streak going into Calgary, I think. Or two-game. No, they're on a two-game win streak. I think they yeah, beat Calgary. Yeah, because they lost against the Canadians. No. The Canadians yeah. have lost to them beat... all. They have beat the Canadians three or four times. Yeah, they beat the Flames on the 25th. Yep. They beat the Flames on the 25th. They lost to the Flames um, the next game, the 27th. Yep. Then on Monday, they beat the Flames 5-4. Then they lost 3-1 to the Habs on Tuesday. Okay, so I haven't seen... Uh, yeah, and it uh, sends Flames tomorrow. But, I mean, the Sens are... I, I, I don't know. I I could see them being that dark horse, kind of like slapping everybody around, be like, hey. Yeah. Or that yeah, one. That sounds odd. They the ones that decide who takes... At the very least, I think they'll decide who takes the Canadian division. Yeah. Yeah. Or it's kind of like that one year with Philadelphia and New York. If uh, New York, basically, Philadelphia became the bane in uh, New York's uh, playoff uh, chances that year. Yeah. And I I think it was a shootout that they lost in, too. That Philadelphia, the Rangers had to beat the Flyers, regardless. If not, they are knocked out of the playoffs. So, yeah. So I'm just having a quick look at the uh, Canadian division at the moment. You mean the North Toronto? Yeah. <laughs> the Scotia. It's kind of scary when you look and see the Maple Leafs at the top. I mean, considering how they were doing last season. You know what is even funnier? They're at the top of Go the on. entire division. I'm not the yeah. but they're the entire league. The league standings. Yeah. 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 I mean, they've won more games than uh, Tampa Bay. They've also played three more games than Tampa, which yeah. I think is going to be the difference. I mean, Tampa have got a plus 32 goal difference as well, whereas yep. the Leafs are on plus 26. So I think those extra three games, six points, I think you'll see... Uh, Tampa leapfrog Toronto unless they get something very horribly wrong. But the big, uh, the big concern about everything, and a lot of people that understand hockey realizes that these guys are just playing each other in their divisions. Who knows yeah. what's going to happen when they actually all come together in the playoffs for the four, the three, four, or the four teams from each one to see which one because they all they yeah. can do is watch video on all these teams right now. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you don't know if there's a particularly strong division or a particularly weak division anywhere. No. So, yeah, you could find a team look particularly good. No. But they're in a weak division, so they're way ahead. I don't think the Northern Division is particularly weak, though. No, it's the Central. The Central is the weakest. Uh, uh, because you have Detroit, yeah. Chicago. Uh, Nashville isn't really doing well. Dallas, we can't really be- judge Dallas all that much because they they did get hit by the cv19 and shut down for a little while then they got yeah. hit by the snowstorm and had to shut down games so you can't really base them off of anything right now um 
Yeah, I mean, they could go on a bit of a heater, but I think they could end up mid-table in the division. But, I mean, Nashville, Detroit, Chicago. And when Florida's on top of that league right now, I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's between Tampa and Florida that are switching back and forth. And then to say number four spot is uh, owned by the uh, Chicago Blackhawks and the third spot's owned by the Carolina Hurricanes. Love the Hurricanes. Don't get me wrong. Uh, no, Carolina but... is second. Okay, so they must have bumped up after last night then. Yeah, Kane's currently second, so yeah. Yep. They must have bumped up last night then because they were this yep. weekend in uh, third place. So Yeah, I mean, they're, they're a point ahead of Florida. They've played one extra game. Yep, and that, that's why, because uh, we beat Florida in both games. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, Kane's doing all right. No complaints yep. there. Uh, Rangers, I wish they would uh, find their game, but. They're a hot mess. Yeah, um, I think the hot mess ruins. <laughs> yeah, but they're a hot mess every year, and they still know how to win games. Yeah, God love them. I mean, I love the Bruins. They are my team over there, but dropping some of those games. Oh, dear. <laughs> but that said, I mean, you, know, you can't win everything all the time. Yeah. And they do come back it- and pick up games, so... Again, we'll see how they go. I mean, they're not unfortunately not going to face Nashville, but they will have to play Buffalo at some point. So, on that note, and we'll leave it at this. Yeah. When we're talking about losses, as strong as Sheffield is, what do you think that first mm-hmm. loss is going to do to them as a, as a squad and as oh. strong as they are? And if they end up dropping a game to the Bees this weekend, if the right team shows up, How do you think that'll tamper with the uh, the team? Uh, that is a really good question. Um, I just need to check something before I answer that. There's a good reason for that. I think if they lose, I think possibly losing the game might even be good for them. Um. It's very easy. The longer you go on a winning streak, the easier it is to um, get complacent. So a loss now, or a loss maybe next week, I mean, aside from throwing the cup wide open again, I think a loss this week will probably be good for them. Um, I mean, the head coach is Greg Wood. He's backed up with Ben Morgan. He's got Nathan Salem as the player assistant coach. So I think between the coaching and the locker room, I think they will bounce back from it really well. There are certain teams I could look at that I've seen in the past as well. That if they take a loss, they'll go on a losing streak. I mean, we've seen it at Peterborough. Yeah. They hit a losing streak and they blew, I think it was a 12-point league lead. I mean, they were top of the table, 12 points clear, and then lost eight games, some stupid like four or six games in a row. Yeah. And it took quite a while before they could be pulled back up and get back into winning ways, by which point it was too late and they lost the league title that year. But um, 
No, I think a loss might focus them a bit more, but I don't think it'll do them that much harm. I think they'll bounce back really quite well. So, I I think you're right. I'd 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 really love to see the bees do it because that would that'd be a win win. Yeah. For each each squad, it would give the bees that much more confidence, as well as the dogs understanding that they are un unbeatable. Yeah. Yeah, they are beatable, and I think they need to. They need to get that assist. I think it'd be worth them getting it out of their system early, before yep. they face Telford next week. I think exactly. that the season, the games against Telford, ironically, I think could be the ones that decide who the cup winner is going to be. I could see that. I could definitely see that. Yeah, I mean, so on that note, any last, yeah. uh, any last uh, items you want to pick at? No, I think we're good actually. I mean, we've covered off the Spring Cup pretty well. The Elite League um, mini series will be starting not long after this season, this series finishes. So we've got hockey now. On this side, the Atlantic through till May time, which is going to be excellent. And hopefully by that point, the weather will improve and it'll be summer. And we can enjoy <laughs> it really for an actual return to proper hockey next season. Yes. Hopefully, touch wood. <laughs> but yeah, right. no, it's, been, it's been a good week. There's some good games at the weekend. I'm looking forward to next weekend. Exactly. And so yes, just... I'm excited. <laughs> I may just use the same clip from a last week. Most likely I will sensible, Dan. Huh. That's like you saying I'm a good yeah, kid to my mom. <laughs> yeah, I know. So but it's friendly bullshit. We'll, we'll, we'll <laughs> exactly. So folks, um, yeah, that's that's the recap on uh, this weekend's games. Remember uh, again, uh, Saturday you got the, uh, or I mean Friday night, uh, England time or GMT time. It's going to be a nineteen forty-five uh, for us here in the states and uh, or the eastern uh, side of the state. Mid afternoon. It, it'd be about two. Let me see. Hold on. Yeah, uh, two forty-five p.m. our time. Bit lunchtime game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, right on the East Coast. Um, then again on a Saturday, you got a Swindon or a Telford at Swindon, and that'd be a 15 uh, GMT start or roughly about a 10 o'clock uh, East Coast start for uh, the U.S. and uh, parts of Canada. 1700 GMT time for the uh, Steel Dogs at the B. Oh, wait, whoops, wrong day. Um, the bees at Sheffield will be at uh, 18.30 GMT time, or as for East Coast time, that'll be about, uh, let me see, about 1.30 East Coast time. And then on Sunday, you have uh, Swindon at Telford, and that'll be a 2 p.m. or 1400 uh, start time and uh, uh, GMT uh, time, or... Oh god, my head hurts from all this math. Um, I think nine or ten, maybe I don't know. Maybe nine o'clock in the morning, maybe ten. 
East Coast time, and then yeah, uh, about, that. about that time. Enough time to grab uh, Brecky uh, real quick. And then the second game will be the Sheffield Steel Dogs uh, in uh, playing the Bees at home in Slough. And that's a 1700 GMT 5 p.m. start or a 12 p.m. That one was easy for me. That that was simple math. 12 p.m. Uh, or no, 11 11 p- 11 a.m. Wow, wow. Goddamn comedy yeah. format. Time zones. They're annoying. Yes. So, um, until next time, uh, I want to say thank you, Dan. Um, we're going to try to get you on at least uh, once a week until this. And who knows, maybe bring you on when the Elite League uh, picks up and does their four games. I'm, yeah. I, I'm, I'm sure you'd be happy to do it. If not, then. I... Yeah, no, it'd be fun. You get to be back on. Exactly. So, again, folks, I just want to say a huge thank you to uh, Dan from across the pond over in uh, England. Um, he's been giving us some really great recaps on the uh, Spring Cup uh, 2021 over in the uh, NIHL over there. Um, any last uh, comments, Dan? Not, not from me. All right. So we'll have him on again next week uh, to cover up the uh, uh, weekend games coming up between uh, Bees Raiders, uh, Swindon uh, Wildcats, Telford Tigers, and Sheffield Steel Dogs and the Bees. Um, again, uh, there's games Friday through Sunday this weekend over there. Um, if you're interested, you can also check out uh, eha.co.uk. Um, they have the uh, Spring Cup uh, schedule right there. Also, um, Make sure you go and check out uh, our good friends over at a uh, check uh, clothing company. You can find them at www.co.uk. You can also find them on Instagram at forcheck or underscore clothing, as well as on Facebook at forcheck clothing. Um, you can uh, also check out our other sponsors at eFlow Nutrition. You can find them at www.eflownutrition.com. Make sure if you do use our uh, promo code WTP explanation point 2021 to get yourself a really nice discount code. Um, also, uh, we want to give another shout out to a company that's sending us some really cool uh, shirts from uh, the UK as well called Hockey Art Company. Um, so once I get those uh uh, in the mail. I'll definitely uh, post those online. Um, they seem like a really great uh, bunch of people too. So make sure you check them out. You can find them on Instagram for sure under uh, hockey art CO. Um, I'm not sure if they're on Facebook or uh, uh, internet, but you can definitely uh, link up with them on uh, Instagram. So until next time, this is Jeff from what the puck brought to you by game on sports podcast for everyone uh, giving you another hockey tea time chat. So, depending on when you're listening to this, I want to wish you a good morning, good afternoon, good evening. And if Dan and I were soothing you off to sleep tonight, God rest your soul, but have a great night. Until next time. Uh-huh.